I want to ask you this morning, how many of you actually think Christmas is over? I was going to begin with a trick question. You know, uh, um, anybody here really enjoy Christmas? Speaking in the past tense. Because what I want to remind you of today is that Christmas is not just a day in the Christian calendar. You know that calendar which includes Lent and Easter and, and Advent leading up to Christmas itself. Christmas is 12 days long. And of course, the famous song is sung, The 12 days of Christmas my true love gave to me, a partridge in a pear tree, and on and on it goes through 12 days. That's just a reflection of this idea that has been in place for hundreds and hundreds of years. The Christmas is a 12-day season, if you would. And why that exists is that we're given it so that we have 12 days just to relish in and, and to seek to understand and, and, and to enjoy the fact that God has come to us in Jesus. The incarnation has happened. God became human. And of course, he is still with us now. And you know, I hope that this is something that you can do and that we continue to do here this, this uh, Sunday morning. I'm going to read uh, a little bit from the the story of the shepherds. We've looked at the angels' part in that story. We've heard that glory, you know, glory to God would forever be flowing to him and that peace would be coming from God to to us uh, forever and ever as a result of the birth of Jesus. But today we're going to look a little more specifically at the shepherds themselves. And I want you to hear from God. I want you to experience the voice of God in your life and be challenged and be encouraged by what Scripture has to say. So I'm going to read from Luke chapter 2, verses 8 to verse 20. It says this, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this, what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. You know, this is a passage, uh, a story of Scripture, which I have often tried to imagine myself in. I don't know whether you do that with biblical stories, um, but I, this is one that, that I, I, I have thought about and I've wondered what it might have looked like. And I suppose, to be honest with you, I would wondered, after having seen this army of angels and hearing the thundering voices uh, sung, what would I have done with that? How would I have responded to that? What would I do with that? Well, the shepherd's response was pretty simple. They essentially said to one another, we got to go and check this out. We have to, to see this thing that we have been told about. Let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord, and I want you to notice that, which the Lord has told us about. It's an amazing thing that almost immediately they realized that they had just heard from God. 
You know, that's what angels did in the minds of Hebrew people. All through the New Testament, angels were people, or angels, which gave messages from God to people. Um, they would have known this. And as a result, they would have known that this message translated through angelic voices was a message from God. It would have been clear in their mind. A divine act, an announcement, had just been observed by these people. And that announcement included incredible news. The other reality that they would have been very aware of was that the Messiah was going to be born in Bethlehem. So it would have all made sense to them biblically. It would have, it would have added up, if you would, in the minds of these uh, Jewish people. And they believed it. That, 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 you know, to think that the Messiah had finally come would have been an amazing thing to them. An exciting thing. A powerful thing in their lives. No, this message was received as a message from God. It was God speaking directly into their lives. And I want you to realize today that as we have read this passage, as you were hearing this message, God is speaking directly into your life right now through this same message given by the angels, through this biblical teaching. This message from God to you is that a Savior has been born Someone has come to save you. God is telling you this right now. He is speaking in this moment. He is, he is trying to send the message of the reality that those shepherds one, once heard directly into your life. And this, re, this message, ought to, as the text says, produce incredible joy in us. You know that all of our sin is forgiven, those of us who have trusted Christ, that, that, it, it, that it is gone, that the guilt that we once had before God is no more, and we will never have to experience that guilt in God's presence again, that we have been offered a relationship with God, that we can know him in that way, that we can know this God now and through eternity as we experience eternal life. It's an amazing thing. You know, that God is now in our lives to bless us, that we have a Father in heaven who loves us and just showers blessing upon blessing upon our lives. This is the message of the Savior come. And I want to know you to know today, God is speaking by his Spirit into your life. And I want to ask you, are you hearing it? Are you recognizing, like these shepherds did, <laughs> that the Lord is speaking? We have to go to Bethlehem and to, and to see what has happened. This thing which the Lord has told us about, he's telling you about it today. He's told you about it over these past weeks and every Christmas that you've lived, but it's happening again now. I want to ask you, do you believe that? Right here, right now, God is seeking to communicate with you. He's, he's speaking his message into your ears, into your mind, into your heart. Well, if you do then, the question becomes, what will we do with it? Well, what did the, what did the shepherds do? It says that they, and I quote, hurried off to Bethlehem. Hurried. You see, when God speaks, there's a sense of urgency that forms within us to see what the message has been about and to, to, to discover for ourselves if what has been described is ab absolutely and, and fully true. You see this, the sequence that's here. God speaks and we act. God speaks and we go. God speaks and we want to see more of what he has described. They didn't put this off. They went. They went. And they found Mary and Joseph and the baby, as the text say, says, just as it had been told to them. You know, this was, this was confirmation that the message was of, of God. 
You know, it was proof, if you would, that the message was true. This, this seeking that we're called to, I would suggest also, this, this call that just as these shepherds went to find, we are called to go and find also. We are called to go and see, having heard from God. It is for us then to discover if what God has spoken is true or not. See, the role of the shepherds was singular. Seek. Go. The role of God was to, to validate the message, to prove that what he had said was actual fact. We hear of Jesus, my friends. We too need to, can I say it this way, check him out. We need to go and see about what the Lord has told us. We need to, to encounter the reality as these shepherds once did. Now, a lot of people in the New Testament do this. I want you to recognize this. It wasn't just the shepherds. Think of John the Baptist. It was just, it's early in the, in the Gospel of John. John the Baptist says to his disciples, his followers, his trainees, he says of Jesus, you know, as, as, as he saw Jesus, you know, there's the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Two of his disciples went over to Jesus and, in order to check him out, to see if what John had said about him was actual, if it was reality. And those two men didn't ever go back to follow John. They became disciples of Jesus. Think about Nicodemus, the Jewish leader who came to Jesus at night. Just let me take a moment as an aside. I don't know whether you've heard about the Chosen uh, series on the life of Jesus. You have to Google it and you have to go online and you have to watch it online. It's, 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 it's the story of the life of Jesus. But it's an incredible thing. I would really encourage you over the holidays to, to look at the first eight episodes of, of, of the first season. Beautiful, best depiction of Jesus in, in the life of, of, of Christ with his disciples that I've ever seen by far. But anyway, there's, there's a, a, an episode where Nicodemus comes to Jesus. It's powerful. And he basically is saying to Jesus, like, I need to understand more. Obviously, you know, you're an incredible man. The things you do, the things you say, help me understand. You see, Nicodemus had heard about Jesus and he went to check him out. He went to discover to see if this was reality. Think about Zacchaeus, that short man who climbed up a tree to see Jesus. Like he had heard about him. He had heard these remarkable things and he wanted to see for himself who this Jesus was. He wanted to, to understand as well. Think about the 5,000 men plus women plus children who gathered one day to hear Jesus teach and preach. Why? Thousands and thousands of people had heard about this man. Some of them had probably seen him do miracles. Some of them had probably uh, heard him speak and, and been amazed by what he had said. But I can't imagine all of them did. But peop so people came that day, and they wanted to know more about Jesus. They had heard, and now it was their time to discover, to see, indeed, what this man was all about. My friends, I want to tell you this. Hearing about Jesus and discovering him for yourself, well, those are two very different things. Um, going to see this thing that the Lord had, has told us about, to quote the shepherds, it's a huge part of our spiritual journey. Put it this way. For shepherds, the shepherds and for us, hearing about Jesus is not enough. We have to go and we have to encounter him too. We have to search for him. We have to enter into that process of discovery. 
Now, there are many, many people who have heard about Jesus. Many. But who have never seen him, never discovered him, never found him on their own. Never been in his presence and knowing the beauty and the power of that reality. And they have never confirmed to their own minds who he really is. Now, I want to suggest to you, as I have already, the key to this discovery is an intentional search. Is what the scripture says about Jesus true? Is he really a savior? Can he save me from my sins, from my brokenness, from my woundedness, from my struggles in life? Can he really bring joy into my life? Can he do that? Can I really have a relationship with God? Really? You know what this search so often does is lead us to Jesus and lead us into dynamic relationship with him, experience of him. You know, we move into dialogue with God. We begin to pray and he begins to speak into our minds. We begin to discern the voice of God as the Spirit speaks in that still, small voice. Such an incredibly important part of the uh, life of a Christian. I'm actually going to be speaking this coming year on uh, listening to the voice of God, learning how to discern it. As we engage this dialogue, then we see God beginning to, to answer our prayers in ways that are unmistakable. And so often that it, it, it goes beyond any question about coincidence it just it, it just can't be coincidence as god answers prayers in absolutely remarkable ways and then we discover god providing for us when we have need just at the right time and just in the right way and and you wondered how did that happen how how have i been provided for when i needed it the most well you begin to realize god's at work this is this is the lord the living lord jesus providing for me and then you realize how God is leading your life in just the right way at just the right time. You often don't see it until after the fact. It's not the time and the way that you maybe would have wanted, but you look back and you go, oh my goodness, that couldn't have been better. And you, that happens enough times you begin to realize, you know what? God is real. God is at work in my life. This is discovery. This is experience of the living Christ. You know, when we seek and when we find that he is real, it changes us. And it profoundly deepens our faith and our experience of God is made new. And I put it this way. If we really want that deep, profound, life-changing faith, we need to engage the search. And we need to find him, as the shepherds once did. We've heard the message we have to go beyond hearing it to discovering Jesus alive and real in our lives. Have you engaged that search? Have you found him? Have you discovered him or have you just heard about him? So many people have heard. So many people in our church, so many people in the world, but they've only heard about Jesus and they have yet to really discover the dynamic of life with God through Christ. You know, my search uh, happened as a young man. 
I um, had grown up and I had heard about Jesus all my life. I heard the Christmas story. I was Joseph in our Christmas pageant in the church, you know. All my life I'd heard about Jesus, but there came a point in my life I began to question, is this real? Is this true? You know, this idea uh, uh, of Jesus coming as Savior. My search took the form of me needing to find answers to my questions. Not everyone searches that way, but for me, it was very left brain. It was very rational. I had questions, and I had to find the answers to them, logical, rational answers for the questions which formed in my mind, such as, are the scriptures reliable? You know, Do we have the, in the Bible today what was written 2,000 years ago? And are, are the scriptures accurate? Is what was written 2,000 years ago what actually took place? You know, in the life of Jesus and his apostles, for example. I had to ask the question, I did ask the question, is it even logically possible that God came to us in the person of Jesus? Is this a possibility or not? And then I asked the question, is what I'm reading about and seeing in Jesus through the Gospels, is that really a reflection of the reality of God? And then the resurrection, that was the big one for me because I realized pretty quickly if the resurrection didn't happen, then the, the, the Christian faith falls. But if it did happen, then something unique in time took place. You see the search that I was on? It took me years. A lot of reading, a lot of discussions. But in my friends, it was, it, it was the search that led to a deeper and authentic faith that has essentially formed the course of my life. It was the search that produced the answers that I needed. Now, as I've said, a lot of people don't search that way. We all search in our own fashion, but in the end of the day, all of us need to come to that place, such as the shepherd came to, of standing in the presence of Jesus and seeing with our own eyes, experiencing the reality of the Son of God, allowing, if you would, God to validate everything that he said about Christ seeing the evidence in real life that this one named Jesus is indeed the Savior of the world, come to a manger in Bethlehem. We come to a place where we realize that he's real. And we have the experience to prove it. Well, listen, in verse 17 and 18, it goes on and it describes how uh, they hurried off and they found the baby lying there and they spread the word concerning what had been told about this child. They spread the word. And this is really interesting because first of all, they had to have become convinced, absolutely convinced that what God had spoken was true. But when they had become convinced of that, my goodness, they just told everybody, everybody. <laughs> That's how Christianity spreads, my friends, when we become convinced and we start talking about it. I want you to notice the sequence, hearing leads to seeking, leads to discovery, leads to telling. You see, the message given became the message spoken in the lives of these shepherds. It was like they had this joyful inner drive to share this incredible news that the Messiah had come, the Anointed One was with us, the Lord had come and been born. And I want to tell you, it was, it's almost like it was this 
this impossibility to keep this to themselves. They had to share it. They had to share it. I want to say, if we come to meet Jesus, if we come to that discovery of him, if we become people who get convinced because we've seen with our own eyes the reality of what the Bible speaks of, you know, we're going to share that too. And what would we say? What do you think you would say? Well, I want to suggest that we, like these shepherds, would simply tell our stories of our encounter with God. Um, they sp- probably spoke of angels and of the trip to Bethlehem and of seeing the child lying in a manger just as the angels had said. We're not likely going to be telling that story. But we'll have a story to share. We will have a story to share that about hearing and about our search and about our discovery. It'll be real to us. It'll be an authentic reality that people can hear. And I'm going to tell you, some of those people, as is the case in the text, will be amazed at what they have heard. And some of them will then begin their own journey, having heard toward discovery and faith. What an incredible thing those shepherds did. What an incredible thing we have the opportunity to do as well. And just briefly, the shepherds, after all this had taken place, it said they went on their way. They probably just headed back to their flock and to their work, doing two things, praising, glorifying God and praising God. You know, glory to God in the highest. This unending flow of glory from shepherds to God because of the birth of Jesus. And I want to tell you, this is what's going to happen in us too in our discovering of Christ. Not our hearing about him, but in our discovery of his reality at work in our lives. Glory will flow to heaven from you and from me as we are amazed at what we have found. And then, praising God. Praise flowing from our hearts. Worship for what God has done, not only in the coming of Jesus, but in his death and his resurrection and then the work of his spirit in our lives, drawing us to himself and blessing us as he does so, so often. You know, as I wind down here, I want to ask this question very simply, is where are you at in the journey? Where are you at in this journey that I've described of the shepherds? It's possible uh, that there are people listening today who have heard about Jesus. Uh, no, sorry, they have heard from God today in listening to this sermon, in, in listening to this text being read and described. It's possible you've heard from God and that the Lord is speaking into your mind and into your heart, but you don't know it. Um, it just hasn't crossed your mind that in these words that you have heard today, the living God is seeking to communicate himself to you, to speak into your mind and into your heart. And I just hope and I, and I pray that you'll become open to that possibility. You'll begin to realize that, yes, there is something of the divine message in this text to you. Could be that, uh, you know, you've been told and you're beginning to recognize it, but you haven't begun your search yet. You know, you haven't begun to seek that you might find. I would just encourage you, if there's anything in you that says, my goodness, I wonder if there's anything to this story about Jesus, this one whom I have heard about, can I encourage you to begin the search? Read the stories of Scripture. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, particularly, they're the books about the life of Christ. You can read about others who reflect on that life. 
in the New Testament. Talk to people who are ahead of you in the journey, people who have discovered the reality of Jesus, and ask them your questions. Read the books that you need to read. If you're like me, read the books called apologetic books, rational answers to the questions that, that come to us when we consider faith. If you don't struggle with that so much, find other books that describe the life that we're called to live. Go to church and worship God when you can. Um, enter the search. Even start to pray. Invite Christ, if he's real, to reveal himself to you, to prove himself to you. Now that you've heard God, authenticate, <laughs> validate, show me, because I want to know. And I suppose there are people who are in the search, and they've found Jesus. they found him. And they have discovered him real. They have discovered him living and powerful and present and loving and good. And you are amazed at what you have found just like the shepherds. Well, I would say to you, as they were, give yourself to glorifying God and praising him in your whole life. Give yourself to the worship of God in your own home, in, your own, in the way you live your life. Worship God, live for him. On, on, on Sundays, whether you're gathered at home or whether you gather in a building with time, give yourself to worshiping this one who has come to us in Jesus and who has spoken the message into our lives, and who has validated the message by allowing us to discover the reality of the living Christ, who has led us through the search to the discovery. Let's be people who glorify God, who praise him, who worship him with our whole lives. Can I say it too? Go beyond that to do what the shepherds did Tell the world. Let the message spoken and the message discovered, the reality discovered, become a message spoken again through your lips, through your mouth. See, the reality is this message that we have received is way too valuable to keep to ourselves. It is too good. It, it has too much potential for life and joy in the lives of other people. For us to hoard for us to keep to ourselves. My friends, I want to tell you, for those of you who have discovered, discovered Jesus, it has been given to you that you might give it away, that you might give it to people who need to hear it, that they might enter into their journey, that so many of them might become people who discover the reality and come to believe in the one that we know. My friends, can we, as the new year approaches, as we remain in Christmas and dwell in these things, can we think of next year as a year we're going to get very intentional about searching Jesus out, having heard about him, concluding the search potentially, or being the people have it, who have found Jesus and are willing to worship God and share the Lord because God has so revealed himself to us. What a story, what an example, what teaching for every person who has heard of Jesus. I pray that this becomes reality in your life. That what you have heard today is not just somebody else talking about Jesus, but it becomes the means by which you have not only heard of him, but you have discovered him.
that you might live for him in everything that you do. Let's pray. Gracious God, what a remarkable experience these shepherds had. But Lord, today we have reflected and we have realized that we can have this experience as well, that we're called to it. And God, uh, every person listening today is somewhere on the journey. And Lord, we can all take steps forward. But Lord Jesus, it was you who said, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be open to you. I pray for people, Lord, to recognize that today you have been speaking to them. And I pray that they will understand that before them now is the potential not only to hear about Jesus, but to discover him. And I pray, Lord, that many will enter into that search or they'll continue in that journey until they discover the reality, until they know in the depth of their being that this isn't just a story, but this is real. Christ has come. God has become incarnate. God came to us. He lived and he died and he rose again. And we can now know the reality of God in our lives through Jesus Christ. Take people on that journey, Lord, I pray. Give them a hunger for it, a desire for it that they've never known before. And then, Lord, validate the message. Validate it. I pray that people listening today who will search because of this sermon, this encounter with you, will discover the reality of Jesus. And I pray that their lives would be changed and it would be blessed from this point forward into all eternity. And God, I pray that as people discover Jesus, that, that we as a church community, that we as followers of Jesus will become people who glorify and praise, live our lives as, as acts of worship before God. I, I pray for the people listening, Lord, that you will enable them to do this, myself included too. And I pray, Lord, that we'll become people who speak the message that has been spoken to us so that people will be amazed about what you have done in our lives so that they too might enter the journey. Lord, make this year coming, 2021, a year of this reality in our lives individually and in our life as a church community. God, show yourself to us powerfully and help us to live in the reality of those who follow in the path of these shepherds, of those who know and believe in and have come into a relationship with Jesus Christ himself. Bless us in this way. Move by your spirit in this way so that we might experience everything these shepherds experienced and even more. And this we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.